It's happening. It's episode 59. Only 10 more to go until the sexy episode. Ooh. <laughs> I had honestly forgotten about that, but I will attempt to save some uh, sexy uh, stories. I, I guess just like, sex-related stories. I think I have one. I'm sure. I'm sure we can find them. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> just go search for penis. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and his buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead, that's a penis. I'm CJ. I'm Amanda, and wildly accurate of our podcast. Usually it's poop, though. Poop or penis. Poop a P word. Penis. However, I don't have any of those kind of stories today. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, I have one sexual ed story, but it's really bad. Maybe not with the theming of the episode 69. Might find some funny ones. Yeah, I feel like that should be a light uh, episode. Ah. Uh. So. What's happening? Not much. Are you tired of recording podcasts today? <laughs> I have to admit, I, I did my first um, interview on my other podcast, The Devil's Margarita, and it was quite mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. You did a story on, oh, I don't remember her name now. Carrie Father. Carrie Father. So I was going to say the right one. You should go check it out. It's episode what of Devil's Margarita? Six? Yes, it was six. How did you know that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, so go check out episode six. It's a wild story. Super crazy. It would actually kind of fit on this show, actually, given how fucked up it is. But but it's uh, American, so it doesn't fit on the show. <laughs> it doesn't fit on the show at all. But uh, good log format. If you're into true crime, stuff like that, go check it out. Because then shortly after you guys set that episode live, you were contacted by someone who actually gave evidence at the trial and was involved. Yeah. And technically a victim, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say a victim. Not even technically, definitely a victim, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, she obviously survived, but I would still uh, say that she was a victim of that person's crimes, for sure. <laughs> that was definitely a new experience for me. I've never interviewed someone, um, especially about something so heavy. But I think it, re- it went pretty well. It sounded like you guys were having a good time. If that is, is that a weird thing to say? It sounded <laughs> well, like it was going well from what I could hear. Well, I guess because like my style is that you know, I can talk about horrendous things, but still make a joke at the same time. Yeah. And I think like, especially for her, um, talking about something so heavy, like something that was like a bad thing that happened in her life. I tried to bring it back to something a bit lighter at the same time, just so it wasn't like too overwhelming. Um, and we did a good job at that. Um, and we talked for like an hour and a half. So I think, I think it went well. So yeah, just got to edit that and get it up at some point. But if you do listen to the devil's margarita, you can look forward to that, um, in the next few weeks. Bonus episode at some point. Yeah. Yeah, so it was cool. In a weird way. <laughs> Lockdown 3.0. <sighs> you don't look so happy about it. I think it's only because I lost shifts. Like, I lost two two days work. Which is casual is bad because I don't get paid for it. So, mm. it's a bit shitty. Otherwise, that's really my only complaint with the lockdown. I'm like, actually, no, my other, compl- my other complaint is people freaking out over a five-day lockdown and panic buying in the supermarket again. I don't get it. We've all been through this before in Melbourne. And we all know that it... It's fine. You can still buy food. It's not, uh, I don't know. And the toilet paper thing still gets me because even when we went grocery shopping yesterday. Oh, actually, no. They did have some. The shelf was empty. They brought out pellets. Most of the shelf was empty. And then, you know, there were other things that were a bit harder to buy, like pasta. Don't you still have your pasta stash from the last time you panic bought? Like, calm down. So yeah, I, I don't know. It just it that that sort of stuff frustrates me because it truly is out of like a place of pure selfishness, where yeah. it's like, no, I'm going to go and buy all the food for me. 
don't give a fuck yeah. about no one else. And then because some people are doing it, other people are like, well, now I have to do it because if I don't, I'm going to miss out. And then it just... Yeah. And like, I even mean, like, like the last lockdown, we were like, should we be buying extra food now that we can? And like, we did a little bit. Well, the only like reason that we did stuff. at one point, and I think it was like one shop, literally one yeah. shop where we bought a bit more than we usually would, was because we were starting to get nervous that there would be nothing because we were only buying what was left after everyone else had already come in and panic bought. So it was like, it was a bit, it was a bit weird, but I don't know why we but keep repeating again, that cycle. But the supermarkets, like the fruit and veg and the butchers, no one panic yeah. buys from them and they still have a good supply. So it's like, well, we could just go like, there. I, I, um, we needed to buy pet food and like we have a cat who has a sensitive stomach. So we need to get the expensive shit. I actually usually buy it online. I couldn't even log on yesterday because apparently there were that many people on the site. But then we went to our local pet store Empty. Like, there was no people in there. No one had been there to buy, like, panic buy anything. Mm. It was so weird. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned that, they were pretty well stocked. Except for toilet trays. Lower cat trays. Yeah, but that was probably just, like, from before that. No, it, 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 was, it was probably from people thinking, oh, the water will run out, so I need to buy a cat tray to shit in with all my toilet paper. Yeah, I don't think that's it. And if, if that is the case, then people be, be cray out here. <laughs> <laughs> No, but like, I mean, there's plenty of like dog and cat food and litter and stuff. But again, at the grocery store, that was quite low. Yeah. It's just frustrating. Just stop doing it. Stop panic buying. It's so stupid. Well, what about, was it Perth, a three day one and people panic bought? Yeah. That's literally a long like, weekend. I mean, without Come giving too much down. away, I work in the food industry. I promise you that like logistics and supply chain does not get affected. I promise you. No, they're essential workers. Yeah, like it will not <laughs> be an issue. The definition of essential worker, food, <laughs> health, that's and about we it. we make <laughs> most of our food in Australia, so like calm the fuck down. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> that's just my rant because it's why people are so stupid. But I mean, you know, if anything, lockdown for me means that work will be busier because of panic buying. So, yeah. <laughs> what else has been going on? Not much, really. Not much. Trump was not impeached. They acquitted him. Great. Yep. So, so I that really means he like, can run again, right? It does mean he can run again. It also really just means that the impeachment thing is really just a waste of time. It never goes mm. anywhere. It, it does feel a bit like that, right? Because, well, I mean, well, even you know how he got acquitted? No. He got acquitted with a minor, like the majority wanted to convict him. Then how does that work? I don't understand. D- democracy. Oh, okay. So therefore, the majority wanted him convicted. So he wasn't. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I haven't read much into it. I just saw the headlines and I, yeah, I saw that, like, the majority voted for conviction. And I don't know. Can he gerrymander the Senate? <laughs> I don't know how any of that stuff works. I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever. At least he's off Twitter. Although, Twitter, I will say, it hasn't been as exciting waking up in the mornings and checking Twitter and figuring out what's happened. Honestly, I haven't really noticed it because I never really kept up to date with the latest crazy thing he said. So. Well, just be so. I think I saw a great tweet the other day where it's like, Twitter's a great website because you wake up in the morning and you see a tweet that says like, the horse dick dog is like a racist and you've got to go on an adventure to find out what the original fucking tweet was. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. A lot of people hate Twitter. I love Twitter. I I don't know. It's definitely my favorite social media platform. Yeah, same. For sure. But Bebo's coming back. What the fuck is Bebo? Stop making me feel old. It's Bebo. He sounds like a puppet. But also, uh, Bebo has already said that Trump is not allowed on their platform, so. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> which I appreciated. But Bebo was around at the same time as like MySpace. It was a MySpace alternative. 
I feel like everyone had a Bebo profile, but you did, never used it as much as MySpace. Check out my Bebop. <laughs> Bebop. So it's like the tone of your stories. Um, I've got a reoccurring theme coming back again for like, what, the fourth week in a row now? Oh, God. Okay. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> Teenage stabbings. Fate. Um, a spy a, a, a animal story. Okay. And um, someone being mad about having to wear a mask. Ugh. Okay. (laughs) So your stories are going to annoy me. Okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) I've got two really bad ones, um, and then I lift it back up at the end. Okay. So maybe you should go first, or should I go first? I'll go first. You go first? Let's get get this out of the way with. A 16-year-old is in a serious condition after being stabbed during a daylight robbery in Sydney on the Saturday, 30th of January. So this is a little while ago, actually. Stop stabbing people. The victim, along with three others, were approached in a park near the Great Western Highway, which is an incredibly vague description, given that that road goes from, like, the middle of Sydney, literally all the way out. Like, it starts at the CBD and goes all the way to Bathurst. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Somewhere. Mm. Somewhere Somewhere in that, that like, what is it, like, four-hour journey? (laughs) Uh (laughs) The three attackers were armed with a knife, hence the stabbing, and most terrifyingly of all, a vacuum pole. Um... Let's go rob some kids. All right, what have you got? I got a knife. Um, uh, I'll just take the head off the vacuum cleaner and you know the the extendo pole. And the yeah, vacuum I know cleaner? exactly yeah. what you're talking about, but yeah, they, my they, confused they got, face they... is because why? <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I feel like you'd hit someone once and it would just bend around them, and then it's. Like... I was about to say that. Would it even hurt? I don't know if it's thick enough I to really do any damage. Hurt, but yeah, I just think out of all the things you could have grabbed out of a house, that that's um that's not the one. Right? Mm. I mean, in a way, though, I'm glad that they were dumb enough to grab that instead, because otherwise the story would have been a lot worse. Knife. Uh, so there was a verbal dispute over property, and then the kid was stabbed, and they also stole his bike. So were they accusing him of stealing something of theirs? Doesn't say. They just seemed, I think it sounds like these guys have approached him and said, give us his stuff. They've got no. Oh, and he said no. Yeah, okay. You know, fuck off. It's my shit. Fair. Now, this kid's been stabbed, and so he runs to Bernard Place, which is a street in Mount Druitt, to get help. So, like, it got it, like, it's kind of impressive. But that gave me a clue. So I looked up Bernard Place. Yeah, I was going to say, like, wh- where did they start? <laughs> now, Bernard Place is, like, just a cul-de-sac, but it's about a block from, which I assume is the, where this kid lives, or he knows someone who lives in that street. Mm. So based on that, I think this happened in a place called Federation Forest in Mount Druitt. Okay. Which is also just a weird park to be hanging out in as a kid by the looks of it, but whatever. Looks like it's mostly an Anzac memorial. Yeah, he was taken to the Children's Hospital at Westmead. The other teenagers with him were unharmed, but they had their scooters stolen. And the attackers are believed to be between the ages of 16 and 18. So basically they stabbed him for his bike? Yep. Okay. Or he tried to stop them taking his bike, so they stabbed him. Okay. Um, does it say, like, where he got stabbed? Like, how bad the injury Just was? Just said he was in a serious condition. I mean, he could run afterwards, but also adrenaline, I guess. Well, yeah. That's a lot of stabbing of teenagers in the past, like, <laughs> month. I know, like, just stop and get another hobby. Mm. Like, I just took up crocheting again. Do that. Technically involves stabbing. Yeah, but not a person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like a transfer of interests. Yeah, no, yeah. So you could just take that aggression out. <laughs> it's like, um, there's this guy on TikTok called Sir Juggle Knits. I think I've showed you him before. Maybe. And he aggressively knits. <laughs> it's the best thing. Look him up. It's great. <laughs> See, like that joke, you see in a lot of things like they go to prison and then like they get the really hardened prisoners into like crochet or like knitting or something like that. Mm. Hey, it's a skill, you mm. know? I can't do it. Why not? 
Was that it? Was that all the details yeah. you had? My short, my stories, my stories. Your stories. My stories are very short this week. <laughs> okay, well, I'll I'll make up for your in fact lack of that story. one has the most notes. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I guess good thing my next one is over a page long worth of notes. Yay? <sighs> not really, because the things oh. I'm going to tell you about are not the greatest time you're ever going to have, if I'm being honest. However, like this first one, you might get a laugh out of just how ridiculous it is. It's still bad, but I'm going gonna, gonna to give you a sentence that's going to sum up. I'm not. My sentence summing up this story is less than the Daily Mail headline. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just read so, the headline. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll tell you at the end. <laughs> So a Sydney real estate agent who's named Carl got coked up and attacked a woman with a samurai sword. Did you send me this? Did I? Can't remember. Someone, I think someone, I've, I know this one. So the actual headline reads, extraordinary details emerge about how a paranoid real estate agent sung, I'm going to kill her before punching his dating app lover and slashing her friend with a samurai sword during co- cocaine fueled rampage. That's too long. Daily Mail, shorten it. Uh, yeah, no, I did. I got sent this by a viewer, actually. Oh, really? As like a, um, and they said, they said, I thought this was the Daily Mail headline at first because it is, a, this is from the, this is the Guardian's one. Sydney oh, okay. real estate agent took Viagra before attacking woman with sword. I mean, at least that's sharp and short and to the point. Right. <laughs> I think Daily Mail needs to take some lessons about what how to it? write a headline. Viagra or cocaine? So he actually took both. So okay. Both accurate. So Rock hard and cracked up. <sighs> the worst thing is I actually Googled his full name because his full name is in the article and I just wanted to see if there was like anything else online about him. And all I found was like, apparently there's a... Website where you can rate real estate agents. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he's very good at his job. And I'm like, I find that surprising after reading this. But okay. Uh, (laughs) So, Carl, he had two women at his Annandale home. I can't name either of them. We'll get to that, though. A 27-year-old woman that he had met online and her friend, who was 29, on the 8th of February. So, this was pretty recent. Yeah. Last week. So the events I'm about to describe take place somewhere between 4.40 and 5.20 in the morning. So this is like early Monday morning. Yeah. So I guess he invited them over Sunday night. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I can't identify or even give them names, like even like first names. I can't give you anything because um, obviously it's still ongoing and they're the victim in this case. So I'm going to refer, I'm going to use what the article used and I'm going to refer to the woman that he met online as victim one yep. and her friend as victim two. Okay. Victim two arrived at Carl's home on Sunday evening and immediately noticed that both her friend and Carl were acting oddly. So she said that they were talking really fast and what they were saying wasn't really making a lot of sense. So she already suspected that they were on drugs. Wait, what time did she arrive? Didn't say. Okay. Carl eventually admitted to taking four Cialis pills, I think it's called, which is a brand of Viagra um, and cocaine. Well, he needed four pills to get it up? This is. I'm like, did he get some other kind of effect from those pills because why maybe i mean carl's not that old he's like 44 i think i would think that he wouldn't have any issues with you know no but it's probably a case of like he's done it once and he wants to do it again but there's like a cool down on men after they have a sex after they have a sex (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's like like a cool down where you like you let like let it recharge you know like in an mmo Mm. yeah 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 So maybe he was just trying to avoid the cooldown. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like taking a potion to... Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so as the evening wore on, Carl started to get really paranoid. And I'm like... Well, maybe like cocaine think- just negates Viagra? 
I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm not a drug user, so I'm not really sure if there's any connection here. But I would think that the paranoia would come from the cocaine, right? I swear someone left a, uh, someone's Viagra pill fell out and landed on the bar at work the other week. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, there's just a blue pill on the counter. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I hope he didn't take it. No. <laughs> so, apparently, he got really paranoid and started to think that the two women were talking about him. Now- Before- Oh, okay. I don't know how he gets to like this because he comes to the conclusion that he has to kill one of them. Just one. Just one. And he was mostly referring to victim one. So the woman that he met online. He then started to skip around the house singing, I'm going to kill her. That is. I don't know why they why, stayed. <laughs> yeah. I would be leaving. Uh, yeah, I'd be out of there so quick. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say anything. I'd just exit. Um. But I don't know. I guess if you're under the influence of something, maybe you thought it was a joke. Maybe you thought that he wasn't being serious. I mean, I think if you put in that kind of situation, you probably wouldn't. It just sort of seems like so like surreal, unbelievable. Like, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people think that had never happened to me. Do you know? So Carl grabbed victim one and pushed her into some bar stools in the kitchen. Okay. He, he apparently, um, it like hurt her side i think um he then threatened her with kitchen scissors but then end up just dropping them in the kitchen sink <laughs> then he threw a kitchen drawer across the room so victim two i think victim two hadn't taken anything because she starts to like start thinking <laughs> so she starts <laughs> this grabbing is a bit all strange the- <laughs> yeah no well she starts grabbing all the knives from the kitchen because i think in her mind she's like if i remove all the weapons what's he gonna do throw more drawers so while victim two is like trying to like gather up all the potential weapons, he's still going at it with victim one. After he threw the draw, he kind of like tried to say, oh, like, I love you. Like, please don't leave me. I'm so sorry. Trying to make it seem like it was just a random outburst that he was apologizing for. But as soon as she got close enough to him, he hit her in the forehead with his elbow. Huh. It was hard enough to give her a concussion. Yeah. Um... Uh, sorry, I should say he allegedly hit her. Sorry. Because this is still ongoing. I can see why he's single at 44. Yeah. Um, he allegedly then put his hands around her throat and attempted to kiss her. So I don't know if he was trying to choke her or if he was just trying to make her stay still. Both? Both at the same time? Possibly. I don't know. So when she is not keen on the kiss, he punches her in the head and she falls to the ground from the impact. So she probably already had a concussion and then he hit her in the head again. While all of this chaos is going on, victim two is trying to order an Uber. Because obviously she's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Or maybe like the police might be a better option here. I'm not going to like victim blame and say that they should have done other things. But it's hard to when you're in that panic that situation, yeah. you probably just want to get out. I, I get that. Um, so while she's trying to order an Uber, Carl goes downstairs and he returns with a meter and a half long samurai sword. Yeah, he's got his fedora on as well. Might as well at this point. So he swings it at victim two, which knocks her to the ground and slashes her forearm. Because obviously (sighs) she's tried to defend her face. As he would. And puts her arm up. Victim one is up on her feet again and decides that she's just going to flee. She's just going to get out while he's busy with victim two. So yeah, victim one decides this is a really good time to flee the property, which probably was honestly, um, leaving victim two alone with him. He continues to swing the sword at victim two, hitting her again in the arm and the wrist. I don't know how, because there's no details about this, but victim two does manage to get out of the property before she gets any other serious injuries. Mm. And a neighbor ends up letting um, her into their house. 
She's lucky it was only like cuts. We had a case in New Zealand where- um, Oh, wait till you hear where her actual injuries are. Awesome. Like I was going to say, because we have a case in New Zealand where, yeah, um, a guy fucked up on ice or pee, as they call it in New Zealand, cut off a cop's arms with a katana. <sighs> like his, yeah, cut his hands off. Oh, that's so fucked up. Mm. Victim one and two are out of the house now. And Carl starts to run up and down the street screaming their names. So I guess he doesn't think he's done with them. He is, though. Um, because once emergency services arrive, Carl decides to try and hide in a skip bin. <laughs> and then when that doesn't work, he tries to hide um, under the cover of a parked ute. So, you know, like the tray, how they sometimes have covers on them. Yeah. Yeah, he tries to hide in there. But he stupidly leaves his phone and wallet in the skip bin and they both have blood all over them. Righto. Um, so victim two received the most injuries. Uh, she had a fractured cheekbone, Man, a broken she'd be arm. Pissed. <sighs> it's like she wasn't even on the date. I know, right? <laughs> she was just a friend, friend that came along. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fractured cheekbone, broken arm. She had a cut to her right forearm, which had nerve damage. Mm. Another cut that actually went through to the bone. Another cut on her left wrist and bruising to the back of her head from when she fell. And victim one had bruising to her forehead and a concussion, which obviously still not good, but I'd, I'd be pissed if I was a friend. You invite me over and this is how it ends up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, this is another thing. This is how hard Carl hit her in victim one in the forehead. He had dislocated his elbow. Ew. Yeah. So if that gives you any idea of actually like how hard he hit her, I think when you say, oh, he hit her in the forehead, you're like, whatever. But no, like that's how hard he hit her. Fuck so man. he dislocated his elbow. Like it's fucked. Like I, if, if it wasn't clear before that the, he was on drugs, that's very clear now because he obviously didn't feel that pain at all because he was swinging around a sword five minutes later. Mm. So he's been charged with assault occasioning actual bodily harm for what he did to victim one and wound or cause grievous bodily harm with intent to murder for victim two. Because I agree, I think he would have killed her if yep. they, if she hadn't got out. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's the whole story. It's it's ongoing, so we won't know where to get sentenced. And that's the other thing, because you can't buy them here. You can. You can buy, like, prop... Well, not prop ones. You can buy, like, them at, like, fucking... You go down to the, um... You go down fucking Paddy's Markets in Sydney and you can buy Yeah, but that's also illegal. They get busted for that shit all the time. Mm. I mean, Australia's, like, weapons laws are pretty strict. You can't you can't buy, like, actual samurai swords. Yeah, or he probably Australia. got it on, like... I reckon he's probably gotten it from, like, a tourist trap kind of place somewhere overseas or here in Sydney. And mm. then the fact that it... I mean, it doesn't have to be sharp if you swing a thin bit of metal it's still gonna do serious damage anyway and that's the thing he obviously had like some strength behind what he was doing mm. or he just like yeah felt nothing at all so there was nothing stopping him from going as hard as he possibly could oh, i dare say his real estate career is probably over uh yeah he uh, worked for ray white and they've suspended him mm. i i wouldn't want to buy a house for him let's just say that god you, you don't expect to go on a Tinder date. And this is the other thing, like, this girl, like, victim one, she has actually done the right thing and invited a friend for safety, right? I get that. And then the friend ends up with more injuries than she does. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting conversation for them. It's you stay not friends after victim that? one's fault. Well, it's not victim one's yeah. fault. Like, how the hell would she have ever been able to predict that, that he was going to get a fucking samurai sword out? <laughs> Big one, dude. Like I said, I looked up the average length of a katana, and they're saying like 40 inches, which is about a meter. Mm. So an extra, yeah, said a meter and a half extra, in the extra article. Big one. And Odachi, maybe? Don't take drugs and do Viagra. I was about to say drugs are bad, okay? Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Pete's always should have French fried. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> I love South Park. <laughs> oh, God. 
Uh, my next story, you're not going to like it either. You're gonna oh, hate great. It. Yeah, you, you'll hate this. So picture this. You're out in the Hawkesbury River in your boat. Okay, I mean, this already sounds like a bad time, but go ahead. <laughs> you're with your partner. You're having a grand time boating around, doing all the boat things. <gasps> when suddenly disaster strikes. Your worst fear. Oh, God, what is about to happen? Is an emu on the boat? No. <laughs> not an emu, but something else you don't like. Okay. A spider <clears throat> has joined the boat party uninvited. <clears throat> no. You panic. Oh, there's nowhere to run. Your partner panics. Chaos. The spider yeah, wants absolutely. a turn driving the boat. You're all screaming. The boat's swerving and then suddenly you slam into the deck of the boat, hitting your head. Your partner goes flying <gasps> through the windscreen and they land on the front of the boat. No. Paramedics treat you at the scene before you're taken to hospital in a stable condition. Quote, it appears the pair was sp- spooked by an unwelcome spider before the boat left the water and crashed. We urge everyone out in the water to take care. It only takes seconds to become distracted and for a potential life-threatening accident to happen. New South Wales Ambulance Inspector Peter Van Prague. Yeah, so this couple's on a boat and a spider turned up. They both freaked out and crashed into the bank of the Hawkesbury River and Look, I, got I head understand. injuries. And leg injuries, I assume, from going through a windscreen. Yeah. And like, this is the other thing is like, you know, my other thought would be like, abandon the boat. The spider owns it now. (laughs) But you do not want to jump in the Hawkesbury. Who the fuck knows what's in there? Fish? Maybe bullshit. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are sharks in the Hawkesbury. Probably. There's definitely eels. There's, um, Lady What's Her Name troweling the Hawkesbury. (laughs) Well, and there's also the Hawkesbury River monster. (laughs) Have we ever talked about that? So, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. So there's no good options. And like, like their boat was not big. It's like a two-seater boat with like maybe like a spot in the back for someone to sit in. Like a little like... Mm. So it was a, not a huge boat. So you, they had nowhere to go. I don't know. That's just a bad day. Just flick the spider away. Just smack no. it. I would love to know what kind of spider it was. Yeah. Did the spider survive the crash? <laughs> Probably. Because uh, like... Insects and bugs and stuff. You know how, like, you knock, like, a bug off the table and it, like, falls all the way to the ground and it's fine? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if we fell from an equivalent height of, like, a table, if you think about it, like, that's, like, a massive fall for a tiny bug. But they're not heavy enough to hit terminal velocity, so that's why they always survive. So the spider probably lived. Yeah, I mean, I envision that the spider was probably fine. <laughs> um, I have to think that it must have been big enough that they couldn't just step on it. Well, I'm assuming it turned up on, like, the steering wheel or the, the, the boat's Ooh, actually, dashboard or something. actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, I can, I'm reading the article, I'll show you the boat. It's not like, there's really not a lot of space on it. The headline is, Spider Spooks Pair Before Boat Crash in Sydney. There you go. If you scroll down to the bottom of that article, you'll see the boat. It's not huge. It's maybe, like, I don't know, 15 feet. Not even. Oh, yeah, it is a little boat. So there wouldn't have even been space to, like, stamp on it. No, they would have been probably sitting down, I'd imagine. When is that embankment, though? Because that's solid rock and, like, the front nose of it's all in there. Mm. So it's clearly hit it at speed, which means to me that whoever was... I mean, that that's probably how he went through the windscreen. Yeah, which does mean, though, that they must have still been at the wheel of the boat or it was going fast already and then they've just, like, let go of the steering wheel. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've been on a boat. I don't remember them having foot pedals. Usually they've got like a little hand accelerator thing on them. I've never driven a boat, so I have no idea. But obviously you don't want to get injured, but I feel like that's an acceptable amount of panic for a spider. I feel like, it's hard to say, I guess, if you're panicking, but turn the speed off. The other thing, like, what if it was like a fucking whitetail or something on their steering wheel? Then I absolutely understand um, panic, because uh, those things are fucked. Um, so it really does depend on the spider, but then even if it was a huntsman, which is relatively harmless, I think I'd still freak the fuck out, so I get it. Yeah. I I kind of feel bad for them, though, because now this is, like, reported on. They're, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> their freak out that ended in disaster. At least they're not named by the looks of it. No, but. all it says is they're in their early 30s. In saying that, though, my nan was once mentioned in a news article, not by name, but she was very embarrassed because she was <laughs> um, she was in a armed holdup at a bank. Um, so, you know, because she's old, she actually still goes into the bank. Uh, when the guys yelled at her, she wet herself, she weed herself, and they mentioned that in the news article. And she was horrified, even though they did not mention her by name. Yeah, I still think I'd be really upset if that was me, even the image of my name. I'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. You'd still be within yourself. Somehow people know. Yeah. And, like, why would you mention that in the news article anyway? Like, what has that got to do with the story that some, you know, poor old lady got so scared that she wet herself? Like, Clickbait. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but still. <laughs> we're, on to, we're on to my next story. Yeah, I said all my stories are quick. Okay, so my second story is not great either. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> These are just the ones I found this week, but... um. A Mount Waverley couple have been accused of keeping a slave for eight years in their home. Oh. Not sure if you've heard, slavery's illegal. Slavery, bad. You know, not good. We don't want that. This whole thing is a bit weird and it's going to sort of leave it really open-ended, which I apologize for, but there was definitely something going on here. Like something really fucking weird. So the couple say that the woman that was found in their home was an integrated member of the family. That's a quote. And they refer to her as grandmother in their native language while she was there. However, she was, from what I understand, not actually a blood relative. Hmm. Okay. The couple met the woman while they were overseas and had made arrangements for her to come to Australia to care for their children and perform domestic duties at the home. Just met them on holiday? You're like, come, come back to our country with us? Apparently... That's why I'm like, I'm not sure if it was like, you know, a really um, distant relative or if it was just a random person. I am not sure. When I was in China, I got approached by a guy asking me to smuggle him back to whatever country I came from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, I don't think that this person was intending to stay in Australia. Mm. Um, I don't think they were like looking to stay here permanently because she had she came to Australia twice to help them to help them out in the past. But every time she returned home, however, on her last trip in 2007, she allegedly wasn't allowed to leave. Okay. So it just seems weird that they let her go a couple of times and then the last time they're like, oh no, you're not going nowhere. So the couple are denying the claims that the woman was kept as a slave and say that she was provided with clothes, food and, and other needs um, and that she didn't have to pay rent. So were slaves. Mm, right. You know? They still get fed and stuff. It's no, no good if your slave dies. Mm. Their defense lawyer had this to say, which... I find problematic to begin with as well, but whatever. So he said, harsh and exploitative conditions of labor may be a condition of slavery, but they do not themselves amount to slavery. So basically he's already admitting that they treated this woman really poorly. Yeah. I mean, he's technically not wrong. Well, they clearly didn't treat her very well because when the woman was found, she weighed 40 kilos. 40 kilos. We fed her once a week. Soup. (laughs) What's that in freedom units? Probably like 80 pounds. It's 88 pounds. Yeah. So I <laughs> that I don't I don't care how big this woman was, how tall she was, or whatever. Forty kilos is too light for anyone unless you're a child. And yeah, so the wife was questioned about why the woman had no teeth, and she said that the woman just pulled them out on her own when they started to wobble. And I'm like, that might be true, but that's it probably a sign I mean, of something else horrible. Right. So I'm like, this is just my opinion, but it wouldn't surprise me if that was because she was malnourished. Yeah. If they were wobbling, she probably has scurvy. Right. Like so a vitamin like, C. People just don't pull out their teeth because they feel like it. I mean, you physically can't for one. Like, I don't know if you've ever had teeth out, but the dentists do a lot of work to get your teeth out. So there's definitely something going on if she was able to just 
pull them out. Yep. I reckon she had scurvy. So the woman's situation was uncovered after an ambulance was called to the house in 2015 when the wife found her shivering in her own urine. Uh, She was incoherent and was taken to hospital. They found out while she was in hospital that she also had sepsis. I don't really know what that is, but... uh. Sepsis is like a blood infection. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's serious. Like, you can die if it's not treated. So the trial is still ongoing, despite the fact that this was all discovered in 2015. So I don't know... If the couple will get punished or how much they'll be punished. But I think it's very clear that even if she wasn't technically a slave. It's still uh, abuse. Well, considering what poor physical condition she was in, I have to think that she was kept there against her will. Mm. Because who would willingly stay and be 40 kilos malnourished with sepsis? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think that there was some mistreatment going on there. I definitely think that there might have been a component of holding her against her will. Um, because why would you stay in those conditions? Um, does it, is, is the woman, the, the, the alleged slave still in Australia or has she been allowed to go back home yet? Or I'm not sure. I, I would assume that she'd have to be in Australia though for the trial. Mm. So, well, I mean, hopefully she just gets to go home and she's doing a lot better now. Yeah, I mean, I hopefully she just gets to go home and live a normal life again. But after they pay for her new dental work, at the very least, I like eight years though. Eight years is a long time. Anyway, that's it. I mean, hopefully I can um, update that at some other point if if it does come up in the uh, news cycle that they've been um, convicted. But Mm. like honestly, this was just a really short um, seven news article I found in a Facebook group. It didn't even come up in my normal searches. So yeah, like it. I feel like I should have heard about this before, but... Mm. Fucking hell. But that article was dated um, February 11th. Of this year? Yeah. So the trial must be, be going on right now. I'd say a lot of it was probably waiting for that woman to recover so that she could be fit to probably. appear in court. All right. I got a last quick story. I've sent you a link because there's a video that you can watch in there if you want to load it up. Okay. So but footage has been uploaded to TikTok last Tuesday of a woman on a Sydney bus... So we're sitting right now, as I assume in most places around the world, at the very least, you've got to wear a mask on a public transport. Mm-hmm. God, I hope that's the case in most places around the world. If not, you probably should consider <laughs> doing it. She's trying to get on the bus without putting on a mask. The bus driver's like, can you please put on the mask? And she flips the fuck out. She pulls out so her phone. That, that's the whole interaction. That's he it. just says, can you please put one on? Yep. And she flips out. Like, okay, can you put on great. a mask? And she's just like, Rrr! not like that, but you know, kind of like that. Quote, I'll take a photo of you. I'll take a photo of you. I'll take you down because you made me miss my appointment. I don't think he's the one making her miss her appointment. He's not the one making up the rules either. He's just doing his fucking job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, She then starts beating on the perspex screen between her and the driver because they've got like spit guards up for drivers now, which is nice. And like Mm. the thing's like a bending, like a foot kind of thing. Like if you want, you can watch the video now. Okay, I'll watch it now. It's not very long. Uh, The bus driver remains relatively calm. He says, that's enough. Get off. And she actually does it. Which I was surprised by. But then she's banging on the doors. Yes. And then the driver closes the doors and he's, she just starts smacking on those. I'm just so surprised. It's like, he's like, get off. And she's like, okay. But we're going to keep <laughs> yeah. hitting the bus anyway. That was like such like a zero to 100 situation if I've ever seen it. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been that passionate about anything. <laughs> Although um, it, it's hard to hear it on the recording, but supposedly the driver says, have a nice day as he pulls away from the curb. <laughs> Which, Love I don't know it. if that's true or not, but I wanted to put that in anyway, because that's just hilarious. I mean, I, ho- I hope it is. And uh, it's nice that the spit guards do more than just protect you from particles. They'll stop a punch. Remember, like, really early on, 
I did a story about someone spitting on a bus driver. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. It was like so early on. So honestly, I think they're a good idea anyway because mm. I don't know. People abuse um, like bus drivers but and like tram drivers and stuff. and stuff. Yeah, I, I mm. think it, it's something that the looks like the transport union had to bring in. Mm. Like, the, like the workers union got them installed. Um, and like, they're all over the place now. And I kind of do hope they stay after COVID is all been and done in like four years time. I think they will because they've already spent the money. So why would they get rid For of them? the looks. Ugh, whatever. I don't know. COVID's not going anywhere anytime soon. So like just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I think like by the time COVID is over, whenever that would be, I think we'll be used to them by then anyway surely like businesses will look at it and go oh hey ever since we put these in our staff have gotten sick a lot less so people are taking less sick days right you know exactly Things like that yeah but you would hope so anyway yeah that's me done more little stories that's you done I'm done have so quick yeah i haven't done a long one in a while rude mm. rude Man. <laughs> Okay, well, the last one I've got is uh, much happier than the, the last two. <laughs> so, did you know that the world jousting champion is an Australian? I did know this, but only found out this really? week because I saw the headline. Well, I where did you see a headline? Because I had to look up a story from like 2019 to find out anything about this guy. Somehow I found it out this week. Damn it. I wanted you to be like, whoa, no way. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I did. <laughs> Some, uh, for whatever reason, it came up this week and I saw it. I'm like, what? God damn it. Okay. Well, yes. Um, I don't know how to say his last name, but I'm going to give it a, a crack. Sorry, Philip, if I've said it wrong. So his name is Philip Leitch. It's L-E-I-T-C-H. Lich? Lich. Either way, Philip, I'm just going to refer to him as that from now on. So he is currently the world jousting champion after winning in 2019. I assume it wasn't on in 2020 <laughs> for obvious reasons. So apparently the world jousting championship is held in Warrigal, which is in Victoria. What? That does surprise me. Yeah. Why is it held here? Wouldn't it be in like I don't know. England or France? No. Or Germany or somewhere it's like here. they did jousting? Maybe they like take turns. I don't know. Okay. But no. When he won in 2019, it was here. Um, so he won the final match against Andre Kamen, who is from Russia, which I'm surprised that Russia has a jousting scene no, that, for some that reason. that doesn't surprise me. He's got, like, the history for it. Uh, more so than us, Yeah, it makes sure. more sense that there's Russian <laughs> jousters than Australian ones. Yeah, definitely. Philip has been in the jousting circuit for over a decade. Who knew that we had a jousting circuit? I mean, I'm more surprised that it was, for like, that long. a thing that, yeah, like, it's still a thing people do in this world tournament for it i mean that part doesn't surprise me but i think that's only because i've seen i've actually seen jousting before mm. so he's australia's only full-time knight and jouster what's the salary of a full-time jouster i do not know but he from what i read the article did say that but from what i read he i think he actually works as the arena manager at cryle castle which i looked up and i now really want to go to what's it called uh cryle castle so k-r-y-a-l so it's like an hour and a half from where we live, and it seems like it's a bit of like a medieval themed museum slash amusement it's a park replica kind of thing. Medieval castle located eight kilometers east of Ballarat, Australia. Yeah, so I'm actually kind of keen to go there one day if you if you want to go. <laughs> yes, we can. It looks it looks kind of cool. Um, so one thing looks like it's a hotel. I you really can stay there. Yeah, you can. And then there's like night shows and like. Other stuff. It seems like they have a whole bunch of stuff going on out there. Literally never heard of the place mm. before, but it looks fun. You can do like archery and they've got like a, um, I think like a little museum kind of thing, like downstairs or something. Okay. Well, I mean, it given like cool. international 
trips are probably off the cards for a while. Mm. And I've never been to Ballarat, which I think- Me it was, Ballarat is Melbourne's Bathurst, basically, like the gold mining town. Oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, they had a big gold okay. rush out there. So okay. I wouldn't mind going out. Although it is a 21-hour walk to get there. It's an hour and a half drive at most. Oh, yeah, it's an hour and eight minutes <laughs> from Melbourne. Um, so one thing I really liked from the article I read um, about Philip was that he's really attached to his horse. Oh, Which I don't know why, but that just, I think it's because, like, if people don't like animals, I kind of judge them for it. Like, I just assume that people who really love animals are better people. (laughs) I don't know why, but, like, I don't know, it just warms my heart that he, like, loves his horse. (laughs) So, this is what he had to say about his horse. His horse's name is Valiant, by the way, which is the medieval shit I've ever heard. He said, uh, Valiant is my horse. He's 13 years old now, and he's been with me since he was one year old. Um, he's taught me just as much about riding and jousting as I've taught him with his training. So we're a real sort of unit, and he's a very special boy to me. Oh, 13 years old, though. That Surely so sweet. Surely he must be getting close to retiring for the horse. Horses look like 30. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> Horses live a lot longer than you think. So he's like in his, I guess, midlife crisis. The horse? That's <laughs> fine. Getting there, I suppose, yeah. Another thing um, that he talked about was sort of jousting is really unique because it's really natural for horses to want to run together, right? Because, like, you know, if you leave them in the wild, they run in herds. Yeah, so, like, it's very common. And that's why, like, um, I don't know if you've ever been horse riding, but if you go and do, like, a trail, they all just follow each other. Mm. Like, it's very natural for them to walk together. I have ridden a horse, Um, but not with amongst other horses it was also bareback it was very uncomfortable you just get the spine right up your ass crack it's yep. wasn't wasn't a super pleasant experience i've never ridden in a saddle i've only ever ridden a horse bareback. i was gonna say this is why saddles were designed yeah, I, I gathered <laughs> yeah i worked that out i was like <laughs> i wasn't too old i was only like what five or six when i did it mm. i understand why uh why, why we invented saddles i've been trail riding before and they do they all just follow each other like really naturally like you don't really even have to tell them what to do they just follow each other yeah. That's why the trail guide leads it and you just go. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he was saying that it's really um, like quite a feat to teach them to run at each other Mm. because that's not in their nature. He was saying that it's hard to train them because of that that bit about running towards each other, but also because horses are usually very skittish. Yeah. A horse's natural instinct is to run away from danger, but you're training them to run towards danger. Yeah, it's crazy to think that we used to get those animals to go into war. Yeah, so he was saying like it's it's quite hard to train them to joust. Even in World War One, they still some armies were still using horses because that's what people did at the time. It was like you have the cavalry. That was also the last time we ever used cavalry because turns out machine gun beats horse. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, uh, but I have to, I have to think like the amount of horses that would have been taken to war. I can't imagine all of them complying. I feel like people would have got thrown from horses really regularly. Hmm. Right. Well, that's why they had blinders on so the horses couldn't really see what was happening. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know too much about that, but that makes sense. That actually all makes a lot of sense to me because I did go and see jousting once. Um, you know, the St. Ives uh, Medieval Festival in Sydney? I've never been, but I do know of it. Yeah. yeah, so I went to the first one that they had and they had jousting there. So Ooh. actually, this Philip guy was probably there. Yeah, he probably was. Um, but I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> um, so, and yeah, there was like one horse that they got out that just refused. <laughs> like it would not move. It was like, I am not doing this. Not Get this fucked. Shit. So they had, to, <laughs> they had to bring out another horse. I mean, it makes sense, though, when you think about it. Like, who wants to run into something that they might get injured by? I mean, they're running 
parallel to each other technically, like invert, but like against each other. So not, the horses will never collide. Mm. But I can still see why it'd be weird for them. Jousting is dangerous. Mm. People get injured. People die doing like, it's it, not- historically at least. I'm sure these days the wood is probably like a special wood that's more designed to like break on mm. impact kind of thing than like the old days where they used a big fucking spike. In saying that, there was a video on the article and there were people like getting thrown from their horses and stuff from the impact of the um, mm. joust. Is that what it's called? The, 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 the lance. 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 It's yeah. a lance. Um, <laughs> so I, even falling from a horse, you could get really injured from. Yeah. So even if you're not like getting impaled by I'm sure they've got wood. padding and shit on though as well now under the armor. Yeah, absolutely. Plus they do still wear armor, which was literally my next point. So the armor's heavy. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, suit of armor. <laughs> Fucking heavy. So Philip says that when he has everything on, it weighs 36 kilos. Oof. I feel bad for the horse. I mean, horses are pretty strong, though. <laughs> I know, but still, like, that's a lot of extra weight when you already have a person. Yeah, I guess. So we've got one last quote from Philip, and this is he was kind of talking about what it's like to be a knight. Mm. So he said, I like what it feels like being in armor as a knight. Looking through the visor at these fantastic knights coming towards me with their lances, and it's just, and it's just these little snapshots of time before the impact that will be there forever. Poetic. Mm. I think I read that, like, his daughter does it as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Like his his eldest daughter is like an up and coming jouster. So women are allowed to joust now. Probably. Why not? I understand why not. I feel back like when. that was not a thing in the past. Probably not, but you know. I was watching um uh, what's that Corridor Crew series? I watched Stuntman React, mm. and they were looking at a movie from 1970 called Waterloo. It was about Napoleon and Waterloo, I assume. And they had like people on horses charging in that because obviously it's before CG and everything, so it was all real. And they were talking about during the filming of the movie. The actors who were meant to get charged by the horses got frightened and fled the battlefield, which is much what the purpose of the horses was in real combat, was to make people rout and, like, flee. Right, okay. So it's kind of like, oh, it actually, it did what it was meant to historically, rather than, Mm. yeah, so, like, obviously, like, the cavalry was, like, flanking and, like, rear end charging and stuff, and getting through lines and doing shit like that, but it was also, like, an intimidation thing. There's this man on a giant animal coming at you, and it worked. Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I can I can see how that would work because horses are fucking big, like, yes. and they eat meat. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, horses are usually taller than me. Yeah, yeah, like they're scary. They're running at you. There's a guy on top of the big weapon. You'd be like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I actually did just quickly Google female jousting, and while it didn't give me any immediate information about whether you know they're allowed to in the past, apparently there is like a female jousting. Circuit, like it's a thing. Mm. Are you gonna join? No, no, no. I mean, it just it sounds dangerous, and I haven't ridden a horse in like twenty years. <laughs> More recent than me, I'm a probably at like twenty two. I used to love horses when I was a kid. I used to go horse riding all the time when I was a kid. But I don't know. Back then, I had no fear. The last thing I did involving a horse was eating a horse. CJ, it's true. It was tasty. Did in Japan. Don't do horse that. capaccio. It was raw with uh, vinegar and onions. Really nice. I re- I didn't want to end on that note. <laughs> but I have no more story. <laughs> I just thought it was wild that the world jousting champion is Australian. I think it's more crazy that the world jousting champions are held in Australia. All of it. Why? <laughs> Don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, you really would expect that it would be like, a British person or something. A, a European would be my best guess. Is to, yeah. the world just, I don't know, some European I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Some Australian I've never Phil. heard of. 
It's, it, it's Phil. He lives in our state. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he works at a venue that we can actually go visit. I'm assuming they have jousting there. I fucking hope. Um, so that'd be kind of cool if we could go to that at some point. Put jousting in the Olympics. I mean, it's a sport, right? Yeah, why not? Have jousting at the Olympics. Fucking chess is at the Olympics now, isn't it? Or was, at least. Oh, is it? Yeah, at one point in our time, chess was at the Olympics. There's a part of me that's like, well, there's probably not enough jousters to uh, to do it. Mm. I don't know how popular jousting is. I feel like it'd be more popular if people knew it was a thing. You can go to a bar and watch the joust? Yeah. Fuck yeah. They do fake jousting in Vegas. Oh, what's it called? Excalibur. There's a um, like medieval-themed uh, they have those restaurants casino. in America, don't they? Medieval Times or whatever it is. Mm, yeah. The one where uh, the guy from Gearbox, Randy Prickford, dropped his USB full of porn at one time. Didn't associate it with that. but That's yeah, what I okay. associate it with. Yes, it. I got nothing else. Got nothing else. If you've got something, you can send us an email at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram also at fmedeadpodcast. Visit our website at fuckmedeadpodcast.com. If you'd like, please leave us a review and subscribe if you have the time. And if you'd like to donate to the show, you can do so at coffee.com forward slash fmedeadpodcast. Um, I also, just before we finish up, wanted to say thank you to everyone who has donated so far. Yeah. Really appreciate it. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 I'm still not used to our intros being this short. I'm sorry. Our intros. Our outros. Can't speak. Brain's fried today. Is, you've now recorded three hours <laughs> worth of audio today across two different podcasts. At least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, why are you showing me your elbow? What up? Hello. I mean, it's a good elbow. Hello. Does elbowy things. Yeah, it bends. Has a weenus. <laughs> On that note, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you again for listening this week, and we'll be back at the same time next week. With weenuses intact. <laughs> Goodbye. I mean, we can't promise that. Goodbye. 